State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believed in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Hey, straight shooter family, it's your girl, Tesla Figaro. I'm still on the road traveling with attorney Benjamin Crump, promoting the new Netflix documentary titled Civil, which is available right now on Netflix. In the documentary, you will notice your girl having a conversation with attorney Crump. That conversation was recorded right here on the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast. So I thought it'd be a great time to reboot the episode for you to check it out in its entirety. If you missed part one, go back and check it out. I dropped that last week. And now this week, we're going to drop part two so you can hear the entire interview with myself and attorney Crump. If you haven't checked out the documentary on Netflix, please do so and then prepare to discuss it with me on upcoming Straight Shot No Chaser episodes live on Instagram. So make sure you follow me on Instagram at Tesla Figaro and also follow me on Twitter. Keep it locked in right here by subscribing to the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast. And please ask five friends to tap in. Again, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tesla Figaro so you won't miss this important conversation. I look forward to sharing my experience with you from the Tribeca Film Festival and the American Black Film Festival. And more importantly, hearing your feedback. Like I always say, use it, lose it, can't make you choose it. Dwayne, roll the tape. I want people to know that you do, you are open. You see value in everyone's voice, even mine or anybody that, you know, whether they're uh, just now new in the business or a lot of people that I've introduced you to that will never imagine you spending time talking to them. You absolutely see value in everyone. And this interview is not some cheerleading, you know, rah, rah, when people listen, because that's what they'd be saying. Oh, you just sharing being on. No, I'm telling you what I've witnessed for myself. You have been remarkable in lifting as you climb. I have a, a, a lot of clients, as you know, that I work with that people never know that I work with, that you may know mm -hmm. and others may know that I give, that I work in the communication space. And that's fine. They don't have to give me credit uh, in a public way. You have always done it. I want people to know, I have told you multiple times, Attorney Crump, you don't need to keep doing that. Just do, but you make it a point to know what value I bring to your team and others. You make a point that people know about co-counsel. It's not just you working on these cases. There's other attorneys. There's always a local attorney in every city on these cases that you're working with. And you make a point to include the local attorneys, to include the consultants, to include whether it's 
Charlemagne for just, you know, during the interview are mentioning Ricky Smiley, Steve Hart, whoever helps you move these conversations. through, you always make a point to lift as you climb. And I just want you to speak on that. And then we're going to go into voting and wrap up. Yeah, you know, it's so deep, Tess. It, it starts with my mother, really, because my mother, like most black women, were miracle workers. And I watched my mother raise three boys on her own in the project, working two jobs, one as a hotel uh, maid doing laundry in the morning and afternoon and then leaving that job and then coming, making sure we had food on the table, did our homework, and then went and worked at the Converse Shoe Factory. That's why Senator Kamala Harris and I talked so much and joked tales about Chuck Taylors because my mother and them knew Chuck Taylor when they used to make the Converse shoes. But my mother also would indoctrinate in my mind, Taz, she would always tell me after I watched that lady uh, working herself to death to make sure we had a roof over our head, food on the table, and hope in our hearts. Um, she would tell me that, baby, life ain't fair. Life is hard. You make it fair by what you bring to the table. And if you don't bring anything to the table, don't expect anybody to let you sit down at the table. And then she was saying, when you get to the table, make sure you bring some of us with you. And I always remember that, Terrence. And so when I think about a sharp, brilliant, articulate sister like yourself, I'm like, hold on, man. It would be a shame of me to get all the benefit that you give me. And I mean, some of the things, some of the talking points and stuff have really made the difference between me being successful in litigation. I think about Flint, Michigan, and all the work you did there. And I would be remiss if when I got an opportunity to give reflective sunshine to young brothers and sisters, whether it's my co-counselors, and I make a point of working with our young black lawyers on every case. I, I'll be having white lawyers working with me, but you can best believe there's going to be a black lawyer there, a young person who I'm making sure not only get uh, a claim, but also get money so they can grow their business. And that's very important because I think God has blessed me more than I could ever have imagined. I mean, I'm a little country boy from the projects and to be considered one of the top lawyers in the world. I think about the people trying to bring me to Europe and so forth to speak and to Brazil and Africa. And I think about when we're in the projects, nobody ever would have thought about that. So how could I keep the blessings to myself? How could I not share the blessings with as many people as I can share? And that's really tells why I just can't get caught up on the haters because I do believe that God has a plan for me. God has a plan for you. And can't nobody stop God's blessing that he has for you. Amen. Amen to that. And I believe it too, but I'm still going to check them all along the way. Every chance I get, I can't catch them all, but every now and then, you know, when we, when we have these opportunities, I want to do it because your legacy is important. I want to talk about the upcoming election. We have an election coming up, obviously. Yes, ma'am. There's a lot of talk about, you know, you and I go back and forth about this all the time because, again, proving that you keep people around you that are different. I worked for Senator Bernie. I'm Malcolm. Yeah, I'm Malcolm. And I'm That's Martin. right. <laughs> No, no, never get it confused. She is the Malcolm, always. <laughs> <laughs> always. Never get it confused. <laughs> I be saying, hey, Taz, Taz, I think we got her. Taz, be kicking them while they down. And don't you ever, ever think about 
I love it. If people get a chance to go watch us on um, the Breakfast Club we did in Minnesota when I was really going in on on uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar. Oh, God, you were. And you were patting my back. And pulled me into it. <laughs> and you were patting. Charlemagne threw me the layup, so I had to dunk it. And then Ben started patting me on my back when I was going too far. I, I laughed. We laughed on the plane because somebody in the comments said, Ben, don't be patting my sister on our back. She was she was just going in. <laughs> I was trying to calm her down because this United States senator who had done a lot of things that were probably not beneficial for our community was trying to act as if she had did so much for our community and Tesla Figaro was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's speak to that, you know, because, you know, I'm not a fan of Biden and you have had, you know, your concerns with Joe Biden and who doesn't anybody in the civil space, anybody concerned with. Yeah. yeah in criminal justice wouldn't have concerns uh, with Joe Biden. But I want you to speak to and then, you know, there's the argument out there. Well, let's just go with the lesser of two evils and we got to get Trump out. I want you to talk because, you know, you and I, I tell you all the time, everybody not scared of Trump. You yeah. know, people that don't have nothing, they're not scared of Trump being in. But I want you to speak to what it means when you have a, a Republican controlled legislative body, not just at the federal, but at the state and local. And Daniel Cameron is a great example. Daniel yeah. Cameron, for those listening, that is the uh, the state attorney uh, for Breonna Taylor. And so speak to that, like how these elections matter, even if you're not motivated by Biden, if you don't hate Trump enough, speak to why it is important to vote on November 3rd, especially when we talk about our judicial system. You know, Tez, I remember in 2016, many people said, well, it doesn't make a difference between Hillary and Donald Trump. And in the four years since People stay home on Hillary and Donald Trump and his Republican conservative agenda became president. They have appointed 300 federal judges. And if they get their way and tell you tell me it's going to happen, I pray to God it won't. But he's going to get to appoint a third Supreme Court justice who is going to influence our way of life for days and decades to come. I mean, it's going to be far-reaching consequences what those Supreme Court justices are going to do. And so elections have consequences from the top to the bottom. And when I say from the top to the bottom, it matters who you elect as your Congress people. It matters who you elect as your governor. It really matters who you elect as your mayor. Because the mayor is going to pick the police chief. And we know black people's most interaction with the government is going to probably be with the local police. That's the reality because they target us. You know, they profile us. And when we do the uh, Know Your Rights Camp test with Colin Kaepernick, I, we tell the young people, it's not if the police pull you over, it's when the police pull you over. Because you, if you're black in America between the ages of 18 and 35, you are going to get pulled over by the police for riding a bicycle while black, walking while black, driving while black, shopping while black, banking while black. There's going to be something that gets you uh, confronted and detained by the police. And so it matters who that mayor is who police that picks that police chief who dictates 
what kind of police department we're going to have. And that's why Breonna Taylor's settlement in the civil matter was so significant, put aside the $12 million, which was one of the largest amounts ever paid out for a black woman in the history of America for a wrongful death in a police shooting. But those reforms, just this fact that they're going to incentivize police officers to live in the communities that they actually police. I mean, that's the neighbor. We want to hope and believe that they will be less outcast to shoot first and ask questions later if they say, oh, that's Ted's brother. Oh, that's Marcy's boyfriend. You know, and they know him and so forth. And think about what they're doing. If they stay in the neighborhood for 20 years, they would have essentially bought them a home. And we know the greatest opportunity for access to capital and wealth for middle class and uh, blue collar people is home ownership. And so that's significant. And that's what elections matter when you have Democrats in power uh, in the mayor's office in Louisville versus the Republican Daniel Cameron who went out his way in his grand jury to make sure that these killer cops were exonerated for killing uh, Breonna Taylor. And then when you think about the district attorney's test, man, I mean, literally, the district attorney in every county is decided by a few thousand votes. And black people, if we go vote, we will be the critical mass. The DA decides who goes to jail. He decides if that killer cop and Trayvon and Philando Castile and Michael Brown and Ferguson and Walter Scott in New York, Eric Garner in New York, uh, Tamir Rice in Cleveland, uh, Trayvon Martin in Sanford, Florida, Botham Jones in Dallas, Texas, Terrence Crutcher in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Joseph Richardson in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, Stephon Clark in Sacramento, California, Ezell Ford in Los Angeles, California, Dijon Kenzie in Los Angeles, California, uh, Ayanna Stanley, the seven-year-old killed in Detroit, Michigan, um, Natasha McKinney, the sister in her t-shirt and underwear inside the jail who was tased 12 times and died. The DA is going to decide whether they go to jail or not. But you know what else that DA is going to do? He's going to decide whether your cousin, whether your nephew, whether your son, whether your daughter, whether your husband, whether your brother, whether your daddy, whether your mama, they're going to decide quite literally who goes to jail in a community, who's given the benefit of the doubt, who's given the benefit of consideration, who's given the benefit of possibility. That's what that local district attorney is going to do. And so when that district attorney is sending all our children to jail, I mean, in every grand jury proceeding, but then when we have evidence of a cop on video shooting and killing or excessively brutalizing a black person and they don't send out the person to jail, you should not be saying, oh, being Crump lost the case or whatever great civil rights law you're fighting about, we were trying to fight to bring attention to it. And you ain't gonna hold him accountable? Y'all ain't gonna talk about the prosecutors? That's why we got to educate our people and engage our people. And so, Tess, I, I appreciate, don't ever think I don't appreciate you trying to go clear them out for me. But 
I don't even worry about that foolishness no more because if they too ignorant to understand mm-hmm. that it's these white prosecutors that are letting these killer cops get away with murder, then they don't really understand American history. That's exactly it. And, you know, I don't spend too much time trying to clear it out because you got me busy working. We're actually doing the work. I just think it's important that it's at least out there, just like in court, that it's on the record. And this is an interview that at least, you know, put it on the record uh, because it's important to say that. And I will say this before I close. I hope the Democrats listen you know, to what you just said, because that entire thing that you just said gives people a reason to vote. You didn't mention Trump or Biden one time. It gave them something of substance that made sense, that connects, that talks about how it affects them. And like we mentioned earlier in the interview, over 100 police reform policies have been put in place since the murder of George Floyd. So this is working. It's not always this change is going to come. It's coming down the line. Keep on going. Who want to keep showing up for a losing team? If you can be out and explain that, and explain how it makes sense. That's what people want to hear because the moment we say, well, it just got to be about Trump, it just turns off a lot of people because although that motivates some, it doesn't motivate all. And the least of these people that really don't have and don't have money, they're just not motivated by it. the Trump fear tactic because they already don't have. But if you can explain it in the way that you did, that it makes sense, actual substance, then we can see more people at the polls on November 3rd. And that's what I've been pushing for, you know, to get that message out. And there's so much truth you say, really, when you think about the fact after Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson, the young people started to strategize and organize, and they made sure that the white district attorney, Bob McCullough, who refused to prosecute the killer of Michael Brown, who had his hands up, in broad daylight in Ferguson, Missouri, and we all started saying, hands up, don't shoot. They made sure he got defeated, and a young African-American who had never run for office was elected for the first time as a black prosecutor in St. Louis County. And so elections matter so much when we give people reasons to go vote. I think about Arabis Ayala, who got elected in the aftermath of Trayvon in Orlando. I think about Kim Fox in Chicago, who got elected in the aftermath of Laquan McDonald. You remember that brother who we don't talk about much? I didn't represent him. I wish it got more attention in that case, because that video was just horrific. When you think about he got shot while he was running away from the police, even though all 13 of those police officers lied and said that he was charging at the cop with a knife. The video clearly shows he was running away, shot him one time, and then the police officer proceeded to shoot him 17 times more while he was on the ground and executed that young black 17-year-old boy, Laquan McDonald. And it was in the aftermath of that that Chicago Cook County organized and strategized and elected their first black in their history to be prosecuted. And so I know we can do it, Tess. We just got to have the right messages. And that's why I appreciate you going on all these shows with your straight out no chaser and really breaking it down. Because, I, man, you know I be telling Senator Kamala Harris, when you tell me stuff, I just be texting it right to her. Because I'm like, ah, you need to consider this now because we got to admit our mistakes in the past And we got to talk about how we can resolve them together in the future and that we're going to own up to what happened, but we're going to do better with your help. And I I, I always deliver that message. Do not fight 
what you have done because what is done in the past is done in the past. You can't go back and change it. Only thing you can do is try to convince me that you learn from your mistakes and you're going to do better. And That's right. And like the old blues song says, put it on paper because being black is not enough. And, you know, I know you uplift black folk. You know, I'm always quick to say, yeah, they black men, but still we got <laughs> we have to make sure that we hold them accountable. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And I want to say this, and I'm going to let you close. I'm not worried about what the haters say either because we're too busy to move. But your legacy is important. And I think about Monroe Bird, your client, our client, that we met in Tulsa, Oklahoma, when nobody talked about their case. And the family reached out to me and said, they're changing the narrative. They're making him be something that he's not. He's a good kid. He really is. You know, a lot of folks like say, oh, he was a good kid. He never did anything. Monroe Bird really was a good kid. You know, son of a pastor, mother, first lady, never gotten any trouble in his life, literally. And being shot by a security guard as he was driving away, paralyzed from the neck down. When I called you and said, Attorney Crump, I remember putting out a press release by myself on just my WordPress. No big name behind it. I wasn't doing national commentary at that time. I just did the only thing that I knew to do and said, I have to put this out just so that somebody knows it. And calling you and saying, Attorney Crump, something has to be said about this young man. And because he was living and because it wasn't on video, that story wasn't told. But through the advocacy and through really pushing, you did get that uh, story told on, on Crime Watch Daily. It was a story that no one ever really didn't give a lot of attention to. But I remember the look in Monroe's eyes. He was paralyzed from the neck down. So nothing on his body moved but his face. Couldn't move his arms. He couldn't move his chest. And walking into his room, the only thing that could move was his mouth and his face. And the smile on his face that said, my publicist is here. That, I take that with me, Ben. Because when you when you have a living victim live, look in your eyes and say, this is the only person fighting for me. I don't give a damn what they say on Twitter. I want it on the record because I, I, I want the information out there. But what moves me it's Monroe Bird saying, they're here now to fight for me. I remember bringing you to the hospital, standing by his bedside saying, man, I'm going to do everything I can to fight for you. That was so powerful to me. He couldn't move anything but his mouth. And I want people to visualize that. When they sent Monroe Bird home and we were at the hospital and I remember saying, because his insurance, even though he was a Native American, he had Native American insurance, he had private insurance, his insurance was exhausted. And I said, if you send him home, you're sending him home to die. And that was not to be negative. It was not to wish anything harm on him. But it was just what I felt in my spirit. And Monroe Bird passed away 60 days after sending him home, less than 60 days. His story, in which we know we did the hashtag stand for Monroe. When I'm standing in this space and you allow me an opportunity to stand next to you and, and, and all of your brilliant legal team, I am standing still for Monroe Bird. And people like him because when these victims are deceased, we don't have a chance to talk to them. And Monroe Bird put something in me to know what that means when when all they have is that little bit of hope. And so I just wanted to speak from my standpoint to thank you for the opportunity to be exposed to something that will go in history books on all of the things that you've done 
just personally, you and your team and, and everything uh, that you've contributed to, to social justice. And I'm going to leave with that. And I, I do want people to read your book. You don't talk a lot about your book. I'll be on you about that. But you have a book called Open Season, The Legalized Genocide of Colored People, and where you connect all of these stories and how this is so historic and how people need to have an understanding of history. But Attorney Crump, who been my brother, I want you to know that you have certainly impacted my life, the life of my daughter as a single mom, and given me an opportunity to be on this microphone. And with that, I'm going to let you close and have your final statement to leave us with some hope and some encouragement on how we should continue on to stay on the fight and know that the battle is not over. Absolutely. And Tez, you are a force of nature. I, I don't mean to say that lightly because I, I never ever want to be on the side of Tez when she's playing the Malcolm role. Every now and then, she'll stay with me on Martin's side as long as I can. And then something happened and I see Malcolm jump out. <laughs> <laughs> but Tez, congratulations on the show. Uh, I just believe that you have an incredible future. I don't even think you fathom what God has in store for you. This is just one step on the journey. And, and I, I'll conclude like this. People often ask me, Tess, what is it that keeps you going, Bancroft, after all these cases, all these miscarriages of justice where the killers are not held accountable because they're wearing a gun and a badge and, you know, all these racist stand-your-ground laws, what is it that keeps you going? And I say the same thing every time, Tess, two answers. Number one, I look at my daughter, my children. You know, I'm so proud of them. I look at them, I see the hope in their eyes, the optimism, a chancellor, my little bass, God stepson, he called me Uncle Ben, he out there leading the Black Lives Matter in Tallahassee while he's smoking weed. And I'm like, man, how are you going to be a real leader while you getting looted up every night? But even with his short timers, I see the potential and the hope. And that inspires me to fight because I can't give up on them. If we gave up and said, you know, there's nothing we can do, then really we're giving up on our children. And we can't do that because our grandparents sacrificed and didn't give up on us. Our great, great, great grandparents back in the cotton fields in slavery, they dreamed about you, Tears, being on your own podcast. They dreamed about me being a lawyer. They dreamed about that. And that's what kept them going, saying that I know there is a brighter future for our people. We just got to believe. We just can't give up on us. And so that's what motivates me. And then secondly, the final reason that I know without a shadow of a doubt that we're going to win, I remember what they taught me at first year law school. They were indoctrinated in our minds, Jazz. They talked about precedence. They kept saying everything has to be based on precedence. They kept saying all these present court cases and future court cases, they have to look to precedence because we have to have consistency in the law and everything has to be based on precedence. Now, I didn't believe that, Tess, because when I look at the precedence based on black people in America with these laws, it tells me that the United States Supreme Court said that we were slaves. 
And based on precedence, if we kept everything the same, you and I would still be a slave. You remember the Dred Scott decision said that there were no rights that a black man had that a white man was bound to respect. So that was the precedence in America. So I didn't accept what my professors was telling me, but I did understand what they were trying to communicate to us, that based on precedence is, is a good indicator of what is likely to happen in the future. And so when I think of the precedence of black people in America, I think of everything that we've overcome. I mean, we overcame slavery. I think of the precedence that we overcame the Middle Passage. I think of the precedence that we overcame being defined as three-fifths of a human being. I think of the precedence where Grant Scott decision, that terrible decision said we had no rights that a white person had to respect. I think of the precedence of reconstruction. I think of the precedence of us overcoming separate but equal, us overcoming Placid B. Ferguson, us overcoming Jim Crow Jr. and Jim Crow Sr. And I think about everything that black people have overcome that America has thrown at us. And you know what that tells me? Based on precedence, that whatever they throw at us in the future, we're going to overcome it. And we're going to be all right because our precedence as black people in America, that we will overcome whatever this racist society tries to throw at us. God bless you, Tesla Figaro. Thank you for giving me that unsolicited advice. <laughs> it has served me well along our journey, my friend. It has served me very well. Well, I appreciate everyone listening to America's Black Attorney General. Thank you so much, Ben Crump, for lending your time, your very important time uh, that you have out there serving. And I just want people to know this. If Ben Crump can deal with death threats, you can best believe he doesn't, doesn't give a damn about what you're saying on social media. This is about social justice. However, it was important that we put this out here, the myths to deal with the myths, misconceptions, the truth, so that you can hear directly from Attorney Crump. None of this interview was scripted. None of it was pre-planned. It was raw, straight shot, no chaser. You just heard a conversation that Attorney Crump and I have all of the time. And I always tell people, you heard Attorney Crump say that at the end of the day, he's here to do the right thing. And there's a song, an old spiritual song that I played at my mother's funeral. And it said that when I get over, I'll put on the robe and I will tell the story. And at some point, you will have to tell the story, whether I'm telling it on this microphone, whether I'm telling it at the protest, whether I am screaming it to an elected official, the story must be told. And Ben Crump is one of the best storytellers of social justice and the injustices that black Americans have received in this country. And so I always tell people, use it, lose it, but I can't make you choose it. But at some point, you will have to make a choice and we will be dividing up the weak from the strong, the G's from the busters, the sheep from the goat. And I'd suggest that you are on the right side of history, like Michael Brown's mother say, you either with us or you not. And I always say you're either with us or you're not. We organize from block to block. Thank you so much, Attorney Benjamin Crump, for joining me today. You have been listening to Straight Shot, No Chaser with Tesla and Figaro on the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. Until next time. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tesla Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.